The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. All right, there's two of us here. Uh, I'm Rick Kemper. Adam Howarth is uh, standing by at his uh, home studio, and uh, we're hoping he's still okay. Adam, are you... Uh, how are you doing? Are you have you managed to come down from the game yesterday? Yeah, each day today's a little bit better than it was yesterday. That's for sure. Uh, it's going to take me take me a little while to get over this one. Tough, 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 tough game. So, for those of you who don't know which game we're talking about, we should probably explain because sometimes our our uh, podcast gets posted a couple of days later. Um, we are talking about the uh, game. England versus Croatia. Adam, as you can probably hear, is from England originally and had uh, had his heart and soul on the field for that game. And I bet, I'm bet i betting for the first 45 minutes or so, you were in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah. Actually, really up to 65 minutes, I, w- I would have taken it. Yeah. Um, it was it was, it was was interesting. A couple of people were texting me at halftime, and they were like, how are you doing? And I'm like, this is going to be the longest 45 minutes of my life. <laughs> and it certainly turned out to be that way. I was just, you were just wanting the clock to go down each time. And, uh, you know, when they scored that goal in the 65th, or what's late in the 60th old minute, it just we just never seemed to get going, and uh, really frustrating, especially to lose it in extra time like they did. Did you when that goal, that first goal by Croatia came in? Did you think, all right, we're we're still going to come back? Uh, I, I trust these guys, or did you just think, you know, over the last <laughs> twenty minutes or so, yeah. it's really started to feel like Croatia is going to come and win this thing? I didn't. You know, it's funny. I never thought we were going to lose. I really didn't in regulation. I, I honestly thought it was going to go to penalty kicks again because um, there wasn't really great opportunities. I thought actually in the extra time, the first 15 minutes, that was the best England played. I yeah. thought they started to create some chances and I was really upbeat about it. And then, uh, you know, really the second half, Croatia really dominated for the most part. They did. First half, first half I would say it was pretty much all England. Now, do you but, think that's because... England kind of sat back in the second half? Yeah, I think there was definitely that idea. I think, yeah, um, a lot of people talked about how they sat back. Uh, we didn't put much pressure on them. And then for whatever reason, you know, when they spoke real quickly at uh, the end of uh, end of the 90 minutes, it must have been Southgate must have said something to them because they came out all firing, had a few chances, yeah. um, looked really pretty good. And I was I was very positive. I just wasn't really positive during the second half. I wasn't overly worried. I was just a nervous wreck, I guess you could say. But, <laughs> yeah, I was too, um, actually. <laughs> I, I mentioned this to you before we started uh, uh, taping the show, but um, that tension that you felt wasn't just because you love England so much. That tension was real. Any soccer fan watching that was feeling that tension. It was just uh, for about 15, 20 minutes there, it was just a constant drumbeat of Croatia coming down, getting knocked out, or you know, ball goes out of bounds, it just misses, hits the post. That one where yeah. it hit the post, bounced right back yeah. to the guy, and he missed yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it was scary. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was just so many, so many things. And there. Harry Kane had and, one too, like that. Right. Yeah, and then John Stones had that. Yeah, Harry Kane had the one in the first half, which would have, you know, made, that would have made it two nothing, mm-hmm. which would have been a oh, great. And then they cleared that one off the line from the header off another corner kick or free kick from John Stones, and there was just so many chances. Yeah, Harry Kane never really got going yesterday. Didn't really have the service that probably he was normally expecting. Right. Didn't get the chances. Uh, and again, he was dropping really, back further and further just because he hadn't seen the ball. I think. Yeah, exactly. And and all credit to Croatia. I mean, I thought Modric and Rakitic really, you know, really controlled the midfield very well. They're two fantastic players. And then Perisic, who came, he came on. I mean, he was the one that scored that first goal. He had getting a great in front of the game. defender. He had a great yeah, game. I thought he was to be the. He was really the best. He was the difference in that game. He kind of every time he got the ball, you were worried. I mean, Rakitic and Modric are so good on the ball, they didn't swing the ball back and forth, but it was Perisic who really kind of, like, whenever he got it, it was like, kind of reminded me of Eden Hazard. Whenever he gets the ball, you're like, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, right. And, uh, right. And that's exactly what he did, so. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, so I was on uh, online yesterday going through Twitter during the game, and you know, following you know, some English people uh, and, and their <laughs> tweets, and it was it was entertaining. And I must admit, I thought England was going to win. I I was preparing my England versus France material. Uh, you know, <laughs> five hundred years of warring. You know, it just would have been gold. Literary references, all sorts of great stuff. You yeah, know, Croatia's sure. not helping me very much in that regard. I must say. But anyway, I'm I'm watching these guys like uh, tweets things like. Well, we're going to win for sure. I've got my lucky uh, kit on. You know, I'm wearing the kit from 1990. Uh, you know, uh, another person. Uh, I was walking outside. A bird pooped on my arm. That's got to be a good luck charm. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you have, are you one of those people that has like a game prep? Like, uh, you know, don't disturb me in the 10 minutes before the game. I'm getting my game face on. I'm, you know, do you have any lucky uh superstitions or traditions that you do yeah a little bit um well this year was a bit different in fact what i found out was i actually watched the game in different locations so i didn't stay in the same place to watch the game so i was at different places to watch the game so i wanted to make sure i was in a different place for this semi-final okay and where so, were you and so we were just at the office so we okay. watched it in the office i hadn't watched any games in the office uh, you know that, your, your office is where i watched germany get knocked out i, I should have told you not to watch it there. <laughs> i know exactly we did watch it upstairs but uh-huh. i don't know if that helped but yeah um so i watched it in different places so that was good so i'm like thinking this is a good sign i've watched it in a different different state here i watched it here watched it there so that was a good sign um I didn't have any, you know, lucky underwear or lucky socks or anything like that. So, you know, I heard people saying, oh, I haven't, you know, I haven't changed my socks in, you know, since England started playing in the World Cup. But, you know, those types of things I kind of avoid. But I, if there is something that I try to follow, I'll kind of make sure I do that. I am, I am very much a nervous rack. I'm very quiet watching the game. Yeah. I just, I just sit there and just watch and just, I bite my nails a lot, a lot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just kind of keep my fingers crossed. And, yeah, just a shame. Just you, a shame. You know, for me, I like to be alone. 
you know, if it, if it's a game that I really care about, I want to. I don't want to hear what anyone else thinks. It's you know, it doesn't matter to me what anyone else thinks. I just want to appreciate the game and just kind of see it, and uh, and not have people talking about things yep. that are not involved in the game. You know, like my son Sean, uh, I love him to death. But he never shuts up, and he's constantly <laughs> talking. I'm like, I'm watching the game. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. exactly. No, I, I I see that. I'm definitely like that. There was another guy who came in yesterday, English guy, into the office. He said, "So we're watching the game. I'm just going home. I've got my cooler by my chair. I've got my chair. I'm sitting there. No distractions. Don't need anybody around me. You know. And, I, and I'm definitely, especially when it's a country that or a team that I've really, really want to know, want to win. I definitely do that for the other stuff, like the World Cup final. Now, yeah, I'll go to a watch party. Yeah, I'm not I, that I, that's right. I guess that's true. I'm not. I'm not that. You know, it's like yeah, I'll kind of float back and forth. Yeah, okay, that's great. But if it's if I'm involved, if I've got some, if I've got something in the race, I'm sitting down like you. I need the focus. I need the concentration. All right, well, let me ask you. I've got uh, a foreign tradition you need to explain. Let me get the audio for yes. that. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. So, during the game yesterday, uh, the announcers kept talking about a song from 1990 that the crowd was singing. I didn't recognize the song. I don't know anything about the song, but they kept talking about it as if everyone would know what this was. Uh, perhaps you can fill me yep. in. Yeah, so this was, and I remember this very, very clearly. I was back in England when this actually happened. So in 1996, um, that's when it kind of all began. There was this song. It was actually, you may have heard of the Lightning Seeds, and there was a couple of couple of comedians who wrote this song called "It's." Um, it the three lines is the name of the song, but the the main catchy part of the song is "Football's Coming Home." And uh, so really back in 1996, they talked about how they hadn't won, England hadn't won in 30 years. So they talked about the 30 years of hurt. And it just became a very catchy official slogan of the 96 European Championships. And actually England hosted then. Ah. Um, now it just made a big comeback. It just made this massive comeback. And now you're kind of hearing it on, you know, in London streets and in the pubs and basically around the stadium especially after the sweden win it was everywhere you know everybody could hear what was going on um so football's coming home is really kind of become more of a song you know it's just they keep everything's there hashtag now football's coming home people's looking at different things i even saw on something on the back page of a newspaper where the first letter of each sentence actually spelled out football's coming home. It was so oh, bizarre. It's an yeah, acrostic so, poem. Exactly, yeah. So um, so it, it's so funny. And now everybody was talking about it. And so I, you know, I even jumped on the bandwagon. And I remember it so clearly back in 96. And it's really a catchy song. It really is. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, that explanation. <clears throat> you know, there's one other thing I wanted to tell you about that uh this england game <clears throat> and that is um everybody i know and, and i'm talking about people that are not really soccer fans uh they were all following this game and you know i don't know if yeah. you've noticed this but you know the last world cup 
you know, America was in it, and it did have a feeling like things were beginning to change. And I worried that because America wasn't in it this time, that nobody would pay attention. But I want I want to read something to you from uh, this morning's Washington Post. This is a uh, okay. It's an op-ed written by a conservative commentator named Max Boot, all right, who normally writes about uh, military history and things like that. Um, but this time it's about yeah. the World Cup. The gateway drug, says Max Boot, was the 2014 World Cup, which featured an American squad headlined by the Secretary of Defense goalkeeper Tim Howard. But even without a U.S. team to root for this year, I have become transfixed by the flowing action Pinpoint passes and reckless headers of the beautiful game. Now, this is a 50-something-year-old American, okay? Mm -hmm. The young have been my teachers, specifically my son, now 16, and stepsons, 10 and 12. All of them avid soccer fans in a way that few American kids were in my day. They patiently explained to me the finer points of the game in the same way that I explained the finer points of military history. We have enjoyed watching New York's professional teams, but nothing has compared to the trip my son Will and I took to the home ground of his favorite side, Manchester United. For him, visiting Old Trafford, as its storied pitch is known, was like a Catholic pilgrim going to Lourdes. We, or more accurately I, had some trepidation about attending Premier League games, a.k.a. fixtures, having read news accounts of the violent British football hooligans. But it was a peaceful and delightful experience, even if the taunts shouted by Man U fans cannot be reprinted in a family newspaper. <clears throat> I'm not used <laughs> to being hugged by strangers, but when Man U scored, I was enveloped in a bear hug by the burly fan standing next to me. And this kind of goes great. to what the point I wanted to make to you is that, you know, England's run and the fact that uh, so many teams with Premier League stars that we now watch here in America. Uh, has cemented this game. And I I really think we're about to make a major leap in soccer. And I think the Premier League in the fall is going to be, uh, the ratings are going to go up. I I think like the Premier League is proven to be the ultimate league. Look at where all their players are right now. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, when you look at Belgium, you look at, you know, the, the England team, obviously, it's just full of Premier League stars. And even the French team's got quite a few. Probably yeah. Croatia, not as much. But some of those better players have played mm-hmm. in the in the Premier League. So, yeah, I really do think that. I mean, you know, they, the, the great thing about, um, especially with England getting so far, is it just does raise the the level of 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 anticipation and also just the the wave of enjoyment throughout the whole world. I think it's partly because of the English news, the media does a pretty good job of kind of publicizing everything. They do, and yes. and so I think that just creates that higher level. No offense, you know, if let's say it was. You know, Colombia against uh, Croatia in that semi-final. Right. We probably won't be having this discussion. Right. Um, well, they so also think, importantly speak English. Yes. You know, that's kind of a key thing. You know, as a as a German American, you know, when the Germans were uh, winning yeah. it last time, 
nobody cared as far as the Germans. You know, it wasn't like a, people weren't walking around with the De, the, the Mannschaft uh, shirts on. You know, there were people uh, did not uh, you know learn the chants and the songs and stuff. This time they kind of have, which is which has just been awesome. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's taken it to a new level. And like you said, without USB in there, at least we can latch on to the English team. We can associate with them. With so many expats in this country anyway, it's been it's really been very nice. Um, would we have loved to have been in the final? Well, hell yeah, but, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't meant to be. The thing that is so crushing about the World Cup is... As you're sitting there on the field, those guys, those players, they're on the field. They're, they're, you know, they've given it their all for 120 minutes, and you know they're exhausted, and they know that they won't have another chance to do this for four more years. Yes, it's yes. Uh, you know we'll get them next time. The next time is four years from now, so that's kind of that is the bummer. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got one more clip here I want to play. This is our, uh, our of course, our World Cup uh, audio. This is the World Cup Report. The World Cup Report on Free Kicks. Now, we can't do a World Cup Report while only talking about one of the games. Obviously, there was another game. Uh, that was uh, France uh, against Belgium, which I thought was going to be the greatest game of the tournament because these are two super exciting teams loaded with stars and Snore City. I literally fell asleep watching yeah. that game. Yeah, it was it was definitely not the game I expected as well. Um, I think, you know, I was expecting a few more goals. Certainly Belgium had lots of goals in them. Certainly right. France as well. And uh, again, you know, the set pieces was the, the deciding factor, a goal off a corner kick. And so, yeah, just really kind of a disappointing semi-final. Um, I don't know if everybody played their greatest game. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, to be fair, probably the French goalkeeper was one of the strongest players on the field. He did yeah, definitely padded down a lot of belt. Yeah, definitely padded down a lot of Belgium shots. And then Kylian Mbappe, some of the little flicks and things he did were just absolutely amazing. So yeah. there's a superstar in him, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, um, disappointing game. Still, you know, obviously worthy of a semifinal, and we'll see if France can do it. You know who I think an underappreciated uh, player on that French team is uh, Conte. Yes, yes. And in fact, it's funny you say that, and I will talk about it, but I think he's going to be the key in the final. I really do think him and how he deals with Modric could really affect the game in the final. But Conte... When you think about the guy, he all he does is win. Yeah, he was at Leic- Leicester City. He won a championship. Also unappreciated there too. I mean, everyone exactly. talked about Jamie Vardy or uh, Mares, right? Yes, exactly. And at Chelsea, I mean, the first two years he was in the English Premier League, he played on two different teams and won Premiership titles for two teams. Right. Just does, that, that just doesn't happen very often, you know. Right. And he just wins and wins and wins. And so something's going on there. He's definitely that type of a player that has that that way. So, and it was kind of a little disappointing. I heard some of the Belgian comments about how they were a little disappointed to lose, and maybe some some uh, comments saying about how they lost to a team that really was anti-football, as they were saying. But yeah. you know, ulti- ultimately, I think um, you know Belgium just didn't do enough to win, and 
maybe that was a bit of a lack of um, maybe some changes and some things that they could have done from uh, from a, a, a coaching standpoint. But, yeah, I know you you're know, not. It a, is what it is. Not a big fan of their coach, um, but uh, it was like uh, Lukaku and uh, and uh, De Bruyne were just gone. I mean, they had very little impact on that game, and I, I can't remember watching a. Belgium game in which those two guys did not have a huge impact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I don't know if really the the French, um, you, you know, they didn't have to do as much as they probably thought they needed to do to win that game, and so that's probably um, uh, you know a testament to how Belgium probably just did play as well as they need. Right. So um, there were a couple of moments in that game where like. Uh, Griezmann and and Hazard, those two guys are a joy to watch when they're on the ball. I mean, they are among the best players in the world, and and they were covering each other at times, and that was exciting to me. Um, But I still think, and this is just crazy, I don't understand how this happened, but France is in the final. They had the hardest path to get to the final, and yet I feel like they haven't played well. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I mean, there's obviously been this domination by European teams. There's no question. True, but I I, I agree with you that France just they they've just done enough to win every game. It just seems like that's all they need to do. They just they find the goal that they need to. Obviously, they played very well against Argentina, um, but you know when you think about the consistency that they they are, you know they. They've been there before, you know, in the last six tournaments, um, World Cups. This is their third final appearance. Right. It's pretty impressive. That is. Um, so, so no matter how you look at it, they're turning into. I hate to say it, they're turning into the Germany of now. You know, they're the ones that are being the most consistent in terms of what they're doing. That's true. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really really pretty good in terms of what they're doing. But um, yeah, we'll we'll find out on Sunday. Well, before we talk about Sunday's game, I need to apologize to uh, Mary Jane Bender, who is uh, one of your bosses over there at the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Uh, we, we did our live broadcast there a couple weeks ago, and I did a, a kind of a Q&A with all the people there asking who uh, was rooting for who, and uh, she said that she was rooting for France, and I dismissed her. Uh, I said, they're not going to do it. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I apologize, Mary Jane. Apparently, you know a little more about soccer than I do. Uh, Anyway, here are all the places you can hear free kicks if you're trying to find us. Uh, We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in. If you want to subscribe to free kicks, you can do so. There's an RSS feed on the Radio Misfits page. We have a free kicks page on the Radio Misfits. Um, So be sure to uh, check all that out. Uh, now, um, before we talk about the final, there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about. And one of this is uh, players that have emerged from this tournament. Every World Cup, there's somebody who comes out of the World Cup with a, uh elevated status that didn't have it beforehand. And sometimes we uh, have somebody who comes in with uh, all the credentials and just flops at the World Cup. Do you have any 
people uh, fit either of those categories? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, Mbappe has definitely been a massive revelation. You know, a 19-year-old from France has just been tremendous. Some of the flicks and what, tricks. What he's, club team he's, does he play for? He's for PSG. He's okay. playing for PSG. Um, so he's been great. I mean, some of the stuff he's done has been absolutely tremendous. And uh, I, I think the future is extremely bright for him, and uh, especially if he's part of a, a winning team in a World Cup at the age of 19. That's that's going to be pretty amazing. Right. Um, and in terms of players that probably hurt themselves, I mean, I hate to say this, I think probably Neymar's probably been the one that's really kind of destroyed his reputation a little bit in the fact that you know, the whole falling down and yeah. rolling around, I mean... It's been a tough one. I mean, I mean, I've seen so many memes of kids impersonating Neymar. Yeah, I know, and they're they're dribbling with the ball and then they're falling down. It's really kind of sad because he's so much better than that. And I really thought he was going to have a bigger impact in the World Cup than he did. And I there was there was glimpses. Yeah, but I, yeah, uh, but he, he showed so much. So so for me, those two. I mean. And then when you look at Croatia, you know, you've got to put a couple of players in that category. Obviously, Modric has been really tremendous, kind of just made that that whole team tick yep. um, in terms of how things are going. And then from from a, from an English standpoint, I think, you know, you've got, I mean, obviously you've got Harry Kane's had a good tournament. I think he struggled a little bit yesterday, but Trippier with Tottenham, who really nobody really knew about. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about him before this World Cup. And was he was tremendous. He was yeah. on, on, looked like he got hurt there pretty badly at the end of the game. but Yeah, I think he heard his groin pretty tough, so I don't think he'll be playing in that uh, meaningless third-place game. But, right. yeah, he, he, he's there. And Harry Maguire, the other center-back, yeah. um, a guy who's come through and did tremendous. And, and again, you know, and... Not to forget the goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford. I think he's just stood on his head at times. He's been really, really good. He has cemented his spot in the in on that team, hasn't he? Yeah, and I, it's funny because, you know, that tells you a lot about what I know because I would have gone with probably Jack Butler, the other goalkeeper. Uh, but obviously, he's, I think what's been really good about with Pickford, he's so good with his feet. The ball, whenever it's played back, and he's had some tough balls to deal with yeah. yesterday. There was one that he had the chest uh, trap, and I mean, exactly. Walker yeah. was passing it back to him every other second. <laughs> I know, just driving it in towards his head, and he's yeah. having to get that ball. So he's been really good, and that and that's always been a little bit of an issue for England in the past. So I think for those 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 players, it's been a really good eye opener for them. They're young. Uh, Croatia's a little bit older, obviously, in terms of the group, and, and France has got some young players, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Your thoughts about Ronaldo going to Juventus? Yeah, I'm a little surprised, but then when I saw the amount of money he's making, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. So um, I wonder if it's also just to uh, escape the taxes of uh, of Spain because they they've been going after him for years. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Messi had all those problems uh, a few years back, and so he had to deal with that. But yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I think he's going to make ended up. He's going to make something like close to fifty million dollars a year. That's just yeah. um, that's unbelievable. I mean, when you compare that to baseball players and football players, that's as as good at, if not better, than most of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I may have to. Uh, 
I may have to record my uh, Ronaldo song that I wrote that never made the broadcast because uh, they got eliminated. But it's it's solid gold material. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and and work on that one. <laughs> All right, so let's you know another World Cup report because we're gonna we're gonna re, we're gonna preview the finals. From around the world and into your cup, this is the World Cup Report on Free Kicks. The World Cup Finals are on Sunday, and they are in the morning, right? At uh, like 10 o'clock in the morning? Yep, 10 o'clock kickoff, yep. Um, I had to shuffle some things around. I was supposed to, not the smartest part of my part, I was supposed to be doing some coaching education that morning, but I was able to shuffle some things around to move it to the afternoon. Don't these not jobs that, get in the way? I tell you, it's tough, it's tough, yeah. it's a tough thing, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. So I shuffled things around. So we're just going to do our stuff in the afternoon. I was hoping I'd be all happy up and jumping up and down with glee, but that's not going to happen. Right. But uh, still, going to be a, a a good game, a good final. Definitely, you know, the biggest it's the biggest game in international soccer. Really, that's what it is. That's basically how it works out. And uh, we'll find out if Croatia, the smallest nation in. Uh, in the final ever to play in it can uh, beat uh, really what I you would say is a new Germany in, in France to see if yeah, they can win stop, it. Stop calling it that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you know, whatever. They're they're fine. They're just, you know, they're not a new Germany. I mean, if you looked at the German uniform, they still have four stars on it. So I know. I, I understand I know. what you're saying, but, you know, let's not get carried away. I'm but talking about consistency. Okay, we well, yeah, Germany. Okay. Yeah, right. that's what when I I think it's consistency, I think of Germany, but obviously not this year. So, what do you think? Do you think that France is going to beat uh, Croatia? You got to you got to make a pick. Uh, yeah, I really do. I mean, I can't see them. I can't see Croatia getting past them. But hey, you just never know. I mean, it's really a really a tough one because. I didn't see uh, Portugal beating France in the last one, and that happened in uh, in the Euros. So I think I think it's going to be France. I think they've just got too much. They've got too much individual talent. Um, I predict a two nothing win for France. Okay. And I uh, actually agree with you, but uh, I'm going to be rooting for Croatia unless they are wearing their tablecloth shirts. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then I'll root for France. But I, I think. I think it's going to be one to nothing because uh, uh, Croatia is going to pack it in um, and and hope for the counterattack. And I, I and France is not going to if they score early, they're going to do the same thing. So what you want to happen as a fan? Here's what you want to happen: you want Croatia to score early and then have France be forced to go all out on offense, and then you could have a yeah. very yeah. exciting game. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, what's going on here locally before we uh, take off, or b- before we do the TV tip. And I, I've got no idea what you're going to pick for the TV tip, but uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, local local Chicago area soccer. Yes, yeah, so um, you know we've got stuff coming up here now, and um, we've got the National Presidents Cup. We've got six teams competing. They're playing, actually kicking off right now, as we as we chat. So we want to wish them the best correct. of luck. Um, so just a quick Indianapolis. So just a quick shout out to those teams. We've got Shadow Premier and the U13 Boys. 
uh, Illinois Premier Aces Blue in the U15 Girls, FC United Black, uh, 16 boys, Chicago Rush Select, uh, 17 boys and 17 girls, and a team that uh, you and I know very well, Green White Soccer Club, 2018 U girls will be competing uh, today. So I wish them the best of luck. They've got three games, and who knows, they can come back with a, a national championship, which would be tremendous. Gosh, um, I, I, I'm just so proud of those girls. They they uh, they have been a, a group together since they were very young, and uh, they've made it all the way through u uh, 18 and adam even coached them for a couple of seasons didn't you yeah yeah i mean it's definitely a credit to them just an amazing achievement to get to where they need to be and uh, it's really good and it's just a testament to you know illinois youth soccer you know i was looking at the statistics you know we've won five presidents cup national presidents cup titles since 2014 but in just in the midwest we've won 26 out of 56 presidents Cup titles, wow. so that's pretty impressive when you when you think about. So that's so we own we own the Midwest Presidents Cup, and uh, we've done pretty well at the national level too. All right, well, good luck to all of those teams. It's uh, it's time for Adam's TV tip. Uh, I've got some audio for that. Now, time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. I don't know. Are there any games going on this weekend, Adam? You want to uh, uh, advise people about? Maybe a Red Bulls game yeah, or something? Well, or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the MLS might be a little bit behind uh, <laughs> what's going to be happening this weekend with those two games. And uh, so, yeah, obviously you've got the third place game on Saturday, probably the, the most meaningless game in sports. Yeah. Nobody wants to play it. But I mean, why did they, 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 they even do it? Seriously. I really don't. I really don't know. I don't know. I I don't even know if they get a bronze medal. I don't know. I have no idea. It's very, it's very strange. It's one of those things. So that's Saturday. But then my TV tip, obviously Sunday, 10 a.m., France versus Croatia. It's on, on Fox. Fox. Yeah, should be a great game. Hopefully, uh, it'll be back and forth like you mentioned before. Hopefully, we get an early goal by Croatia to put France on the back heel a little bit and uh, they come out and... We hope that it's it, but if anything, it's it's worth watching. You only get to see this game every four years, right. and uh, it's going to be a, a great atmosphere in terms of a World Cup final. Yeah, don't miss it. If you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us on Twitter, FK with Adam and Rick, and Facebook, Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. Or you can check out our day jobs. I'm an author and publisher of Eckhart's Press, Eckhart'sPress.com, and the co-host of the Minutia Men podcast with David Stern, which this week celebrates our 100th episode. And Adam is the technical director and director of coaching of the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of the podcast is Tony Lasano of Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We will be back again for one last show before we take a small hiatus. Next week, another episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 